It's Tuesday, the 13th of April, 2021. Welcome to Your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the bumbling effort to roll out the COVID-19 vaccine raises concerns that Australians won't be inoculated until next year, hurting the economy and travel and tourism companies. Plus, former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull calls Rupert Murdoch's News Corp a threat to democracy. Australia Post gets a new boss and he's nothing like the old one. And the national vacancy rate hits a 12-year high. Our lead story today, Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly said he couldn't give a date for when most Australians would be vaccinated against COVID-19, with fears now it could push into 2022. He hoped that all aged care residents will have had at least their first dose in the next few weeks, and that by mid-year all healthcare, aged care and disability workers would be inoculated. The federal government's stewardship of the program is under renewed attack. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian yesterday said Australia risked being left behind if it didn't speed up the vaccine rollout. Shadow Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers said the vaccine timetable was a shambles and could have dire consequences for the economy. But Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said as long as Australia continued to suppress the coronavirus domestically, then the economic recovery should continue. Qantas said it was closely monitoring the slowdown and having continual dialogue with the government. In recent days, Flight Centre, Village Roadshow and Corporate Travel Management have all warned that the slow rollout could set their businesses back. The good news is that there's been no new cases of community transmitted COVID-19 for several days. But this bumbling vaccination effort is hurting travel and tourism companies and confidence in financial markets. The longer it takes to roll out jabs, the greater the risk that the economy doesn't perform as well as hoped. In overseas news, Britain reopened last night with queues outside shops, pubs and hairdressers. Much of the country had been in lockdown since late January after experiencing the fifth highest fatality rate from COVID-19, with more than 127,000 deaths. But a successful vaccination rollout has seen the death rate cut by 95%. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell appeared on the US edition of 60 Minutes, not something that would occur in normal times, and said the US economy was poised for an extended period of strong growth and hiring, and he doesn't expect to lift interest rates in the world's biggest economy anytime soon. And Bitcoin closed in on its all-time high overnight, jumping by almost 3%, ahead of a listing by the largest US cryptocurrency exchange. Digital token exchange Coinbase Global is due to go public tomorrow night, It's the first listing of its kind for a major cryptocurrency company. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your Mentored Briefing. Let's go to local stories now. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull appeared before a Senate inquiry into media diversity yesterday and didn't hold back in his criticism of News Corp in Australia. He said the media giant was utterly liberated from the truth and campaigned against his government in an attempt to restore Tony Abbott to the Liberal leadership. News Corp was like a political party, a threat to democracy and utterly unaccountable, Mr Turnbull said, and I quote, they don't care about lying, they don't care about making stuff up, end quote. Take that. Australia Post has got a new boss with former head of Woolworth Supply Chain Operations Paul Graham getting the nod. He'll replace Christine Holgate, who resigned after being criticised for buying senior staff Cartier watches as bonuses. Miss Holgate has been very critical of the chair of Aussie Post and the Prime Minister over the past week and appears before a Senate inquiry today. Many reports said that Mr Graham's style was understated. 
and focused on the factory floor, just what the government needs. Another Senate inquiry going on is Labor's look at job security. Yesterday, Uber said it was open to the idea of minimum rates for drivers as long as it didn't cover wait times, but only ride periods. Now, the last thing the gig economy wants is minimum wages. It undermines the economics of the system. It's already happened in the United Kingdom. Of course, excluding wait times for Uber drivers would make the minimum wage rate for Uber drivers almost unlivable. Having said all that, Menulog yesterday said it will trial employing its delivery riders on minimum wages and entitlements. National job vacancies are at a 12-year high, up 19% in March to 239,000, according to the National Skills Commission. The hospitality sector is having most trouble finding workers, and the national vacancy rate is now more than double a year earlier. Employment is critical if the economy is to continue expanding in coming quarters, after the end of JobKeeper last month. Official employment data is due out on Thursday. And Flybys, Australia's oldest loyalty scheme, will link up with Klarna to offer reward points on purchases using the Buy Now, Pay Later system. Thus far, the new payments platforms haven't linked up with loyalty programs, and the deal should help reinvigorate Flybys. That's your Mentored briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.